Welcome to RPG Cast episode 462. We are back after our second break of May or break of April, May, spring break, our second spring break. Uh, we saw um, Mistyana, who you might know from old days on the podcast as Fire Mist, get married. Yay! Congratulations, Mistyana, married Crystal. They are coming back from uh, Hawaii right now, all right? Uh, no, I, I think so. they have another... No, there's was their last... Oh, right, right. They were off the, the main island. Yeah. That's right. So they now, they're in but... now they're in Maui? Oh, maybe. What's I was up, about to say, they picked a bad time to go to Hawaii right now. Well, unless they're not... Only the main island. Yeah, okay. they... The park that they're going to was closed until like two days before they left. And then it got reopened because the, the park people decided that... No, the... they weren't able to go to the... No, no. The park that they wanted to go to yeah. was reopened. Oh, okay. The park that most people go to remains closed. Ah, okay. Right. And uh, I just keep see, I just keep seeing those lava pictures on uh, Facebook and stuff, and it's like, man, that's scary. That sounds like the best time to go. And I've heard that the ladies did not see any lava while they were down there, and it makes me sad. Huh. Um, and. Their response is, you're an idiot. You don't want to be close to lava. And I'm like, well, okay, <laughs> fine. But still. I saw that there was a significant uh, plushy size um, oh. <laughs> difference. <laughs> yeah. So um, as traditionally uh, done, you know, everybody in the bridal party gets a gift. Yay, and gifts. so I like gifts. Um, this was a furry wedding. Um, the brides were completely done in head to toe body paint. Um, most of the bridal party wore um, ears or tails or both. Um, and so everybody got a pet plushie um, as their bridal party gift. Um, and one of the brides ordered all of the gifts off of Amazon thinking they were the same size. Um, and I happened to get one that was monstrously huge in comparison to everybody else's. <laughs> and was anything read into that or? Yes, of course there it's, was. <laughs> it's like, well, well, we know who the favorite at this bridal party yes, is. Yes, yes. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. <laughs> See, I didn't have a bridal party, so I didn't do anything like that. Um, we just had uh, Mario flowers that I made out of perler beads. And at the end, I was like, okay, if you want to take them home, take them home. Because otherwise, they're just going to sit in a box. <laughs> yeah, we gave all of our um, wedding party personalized gifts. So, like, um, my brother got something related to the Cowboys and someone got a Transformers toy, and someone got a Star Wars toy. My maid of honor got uh, like a complete inbox copy of Star Tropics. Oh wow! Yeah, we played you, it. You together. went all out. We actually it wasn't that expensive when I got it for her. Ah, uh, yeah, um, that was probably before the retro market got stupid. So yeah, it was just. You know, everybody got a personalized gift. It, Cookie and I used to play. They, Chris, 
Stop playing the Yanny and Laurel clip. But I, this is my first hearing it, and I see what they're talking about. Like it, it says Yanny. No, it, it says Laurel. No, it says Yanny. Does that sound like Yanny to you? Yes, it sounds like Yanny. We're doing a podcast. Wait, really? Listen to it Does later. That, really, that sounds like Yanny. It says Yanny. Chris, stop playing it. We're doing no, a no. podcast. Are you, are you hearing that right now? It says it's Yanny. It's Yanny. You're Yanny. kidding me. Yanny. You're insane. Okay. <laughs> Listeners, I apologize for bringing this about about on the show. It was pre-show banter. Where we were talking the- about Twitter memes of the week. You are lying, Anna. It says Yanny. That's Laurel all the way. It says it's, Yanny. It's from the vocabulary.com page for Laurel. It says Yanny. <laughs> it says Yanny. You know, at least the the dress thing had to do with monitor settings and color theory and stuff like that. This is just stupid. <laughs> There's this oral one's theory. stupid because it's audio stuff now. <laughs> and Anyways. to be fair, I, I heard Laurel, so I'm also definitely It's clearly Laurel. <laughs> it's Yanny. <laughs> So apparently that means my high frequency hearing is bad or that Anna's low frequency hearing is bad. I don't know. But yeah, it, it, this thing gives a tool. And if you do this, and that's clearly Yanny and like, because they cut out the lower. How about this, Anna? Now it's Laurel. Okay. Yeah, I heard Laurel there. Oh that's my God. Yanny. Okay, you're crazy. All right. Anyway. <laughs> <sighs> So you so you brought up memes on the show. Huh? Okay, what, what... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Captain America. What are we talking about? Weddings? Yeah. Yes, weddings. Laurel. Yeah. Laurel. Uh, Am I saying Yanny right now? Laurel. No, you're saying Laurel, Laurel. but that person's saying Yanny. Laurel. How about now? Laurel. <laughs> Laurel. You sound like Yanny? Laurel. <laughs> RPGs. <laughs> All right, RPGs. Let's, let, let's actually RPGs. talk about the show. RPG. <laughs> um, Kelly, saying shooters. Kelly, you've been playing shooters. a ton of things this week, so maybe you should go first. Yes, I um finally finished Nino Kuni. Made myself finish it uh, Thursday night. <laughs> the last chapter was very interesting. It's like, oh yeah, we've got to wrap this up, don't we? <laughs> yes, you guys. You guys beat it. I don't know if you felt that way. No, the, the last chapter kind of vroom. And like, t- I mean, spoilers kind of tacked on some stuff about love and who the, the main bad guy really was. And it was like, yeah, you guys just wrote this at the last minute, didn't you? But, what are we talking I about? Mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Nino, the end of Nino Kuni 2. Oh yeah, it's just and, bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> done. <laughs> but I mean, that being said, I still enjoyed the game quite a bit. I mean, my final time was like ninety hours, and I want to at least check out some of the post-game stuff because um, I want to get the kingdom up to level four and uh, recruit some of the last people to get a hundred people and. There's a couple more achievements that I really want to see if I can finish up, like some of the optional super bosses and stuff like that. So I might do that this weekend and just see how much more I have to go. But um, 
Yeah, I I really enjoyed this game, if you couldn't tell. I mean, it took me, like, what, two months to finish it? Yes. Sorry, I'm finding more Laurel stuff. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> it's a podcast time, not meme yes. time. The people in the chat room are doing it with me. <laughs> What are we talking uh, about? So, if you want to distract Chris while he's recording the podcast, you can join us every week at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Apparently, it's really yeah. easy to do. Yeah. It's you very need to easy take to your, do. You very need to take easy. your ADD medicine. No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Because when he does at 8 p.m. sharp, he becomes extremely cranky. Oh, I see. Yeah. 8 p.m.? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, that, that game's done. Just want to check out a few more things with it, and then it's getting put back in its box. Um, You said that there was DLC coming out for, coming out it? for it concerning the... I thought you guys said that it was going to have DLC. For which game were... are we talking about now? I'm... Nino Kuni 2. Oh, uh, Nino, Ye- Nino Yanni 2. Um, yeah. Nino Yanni 2 has DLC coming, yes. There's a season pass. Right. Um... Kelly, is that... Yeah, we've been promised two expansions, but I don't think they've actually announced what they are. That game makes me feel weird. I think I like <clears throat> the first game more. I... Uh... I think the first game had a better story, but this game had kind of a better overall gameplay and presentation. Um, I I enjoyed the battles a lot more in this game. I enjoyed kind of the exploration a lot more in this game. It really felt like kind of an old school RPG where, you know, it's easy to wander into areas that are too tough for you. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of encouraged to go off the beaten path and look for stuff and experiment a lot. Um, I I really had a lot of fun with this game. Um, I'm going to be curious to see if anything else tops it this year when it comes out. They had... on the RPG Limit Break, which is a charity stream this week where they're just streaming RPGs, they played through Nino Kuni 1. Mm-hmm. So I got to see someone speedrun Nino Kuni 1 and A, get jealous of how fast they dealt with certain things that took me a long time, and B, was like, yeah, I really like the feel of this game more. Like, this world just felt more cool, more Ghibli. <laughs> yeah, the first game did have a lot better world, that's for sure. I don't, I don't know. It's really hard to pick. Yep. I mean, the, the, I like the battle system of this one a lot more, and the, I thought that the battle system in Nino Kuni 1 was crap, but you're right. The no, story you're right. Just, yeah, the battle system is crap in Nino Kuni 1. <laughs> this, the story in Nino Kuni 1 just felt very epic and had stakes, and this was just like, oh, a peacekeeping mission. And each chapter was pretty much a chapter in an anime. And, like, some of it kept me glued, and some of it was like, okay, I just want to get through this so that I can get more side quests and recruit more people from my town. So, yeah. I don't know how to recommend this game, to be honest with you. I, I maybe wait for a price drop, which I keep saying that it's already kind of dropped down to, like, 40 bucks or 45 bucks or something like that on... Uh, when I see the Wario 64 game deals of the week. So who knows, maybe it'll be in the 40s or 30s by the end of the year. 
but I, I do recommend it if you want to play something that has a bit more traditional feel. Just um, don't get too attached to the story yep. too much. The story is a little bit lacking. Uh, that's fair. Yep. So then I started a new game this week, one that I've been looking forward to for about six months now. Shin Megami Tensei something. Strange Journey. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I've only gotten to the point to where I can um, combine demons together, and I'm already in love with this game. Um, They gave it a difficulty slider. So if you had problems playing the original DS one, then you can kind of cakewalk this one if you want to. Um, I haven't checked out the DLC yet. I'm, it's an Atlas game. I'm sure they're going to have like gold maps and uh, EXP maps if you want further easy mode. But I love the setting of this story, You know, it being very Lovecraftian. Um, starting out in, in Antarctica where you're exploring a special anomaly. Um, it also harkens back to the um, Shin Megami Tensei gameplay that was on the Super Nintendo, which is first-person dungeon crawler, which I love. Um, let's see what else. I, I Like I said, I haven't gotten very far because I just got it this week, but it's going to be my portable game for quite a while. Um, I, ended up se- I ended up setting Alliance Alive aside because I knew that there was a difficulty spike coming up and there's no way that I was going to be able to get through that spike before uh, this game came out. So I'll probably go back to Alliance Alive when I'm done with this game. I just... I, I can't help but Shin Megami Tensei always takes priority over everything always else. Always takes priority. Oh, always. Always. So, Yeah. And I, the UI, okay, I do have one complaint. I, I can tell that nobody gives a crap about 3D on the 3DS anymore because this one does not have any 3D, which makes me sad because I do like playing first-person dungeon crawlers in 3D. Oh, you're the one. I guess yeah. there had to be one, huh? Well, they, they just, they're more fun in 3D because you actually kind of feel a little bit immersed. I always played all the um, Etrians in 3D. And it makes me kind of sad that this one isn't because you have that, um, you're in that power suit that has a HUD and that would have been some really cool 3D effects. But, I mean, it, it's not like a huge loss. I know that not a, that a lot of people like the 3D and I kind of understand why, but man, that would have been so cool to be able to play this one in 3D. I have a question for you, Kelly. Mm-hmm. How long does it take from you to start up the game to actually start playing the game? Oh, about, I want to say... Is it about an hour uh, by any chance? Yeah, it's, it's about an hour. <laughs> oh, SMT. Uh, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of setting up, but there, there's a oh, lot of That's just story. a tutorial fight. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I'm watching like the first uh, two hours of this game, and I'm looking for when they actually get to wander around a dungeon. Oh wait, there we go. I think, maybe about an hour and a half in <laughs> yeah wow there's a lot of story to set up though all right you gonna have fun with this anna i hope so is it better it, than the original kelly what what has what does it change um, yeah it's the originals on the super nintendo were very obtuse as super nintendo no, but like RP- this is a ds game remember Right. Oh right, right. Um, yeah, thus far it's be- it's been better because um, 
you get the difficulty slider. And the original, something that drove me crazy was that pressing the back button made you do a 180 versus being able to like back up like a normal first person shooter. Yeah. And if, if you're used to, um, Etrian games at all, or just first-person dungeon crawlers at all, yeah. that is a pain to get used to. And in this one, it lets you choose which uh, control style you oh, prefer. Which good. That was one of the first things I changed because I did not want to have to deal with that. So it's it's nice that it did that. Um, it's been so long since I played the original, I can't remember all of the stuff that they changed. I didn't play the original, so this will be a completely new experience to me. Yeah. I think I think you're going to be in for a better experience just because the graphics and the presentation overall look improved. Cool. Yeah, the only sucky thing though is that the original came with a soundtrack CD and this one didn't. And I'm kind of surprised that they didn't do like a special little bonus like they've done with um like the re-release of Radiant Historia and the Alliance Alive package and all that. But yeah, I think I think you're gonna have a good time. I, it makes me sad that they went the direction that they did with Shimagami Tensei Four, and not this direction because I think that the Dungeon Crawler direction is perfect for SMT for mainline SMT. So I played. So yeah, that's my opinion on that. Um, I started up Hyrule Warriors, but I did not get very far in that at all. That was um, last night after I got back from Deadpool. Oh, that's out too now, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, De- Deadpool or Hyrule Warriors? Deadpool. Both. Both. <laughs> we haven't seen the first one yet. I don't know if you need to watch the first one or not. Well, we have it. We have it. We should watch it. Yep. They've... Why not? They were both very funny. Um, the first one, I actually had to like time my soda sips so that I wouldn't spit take. That's how funny. <laughs> yeah, that's how funny the first one was. Wow. Yeah. Good job. That funny. And then the second, uh, you know, I thought that the second one wasn't going to be as funny, but there were pretty knee slapper moments. That's for sure. Um, quick Deadpool two review. Uh, Hyrule Warriors. Um, I like the presentation so far and how everything kind of explodes into rupees when you kill things. That's I good. didn't. Yep. Re- I didn't realize that there was going to be like get to the gold skilltilla in time on the map, like there was with um, Fire Emblem Warriors, where you had to get to the merchant chick within a certain time period. I don't know how much you guys played the original Hyrule Warriors. That's Anna's thing. I didn't play it at all. So, uh, I'm I'm gonna give Hyrule Warriors a lot more time, just because I it I had so much fun with Fire Emblem that I want wanted more warriors in my life. And the other thing that I've been playing a lot is WoW. I finally have one of every class up to one ten. And I only have one more class mount to get on my Shadow Priest, and then I'll have all the class mounts. And now my new goal is to come up with 5 million gold. Because I don't know if you saw the new vendor mount. No, what's the new vendor mount? The new vendor mount is a a giant brontosaurus 
mm-hmm. with two turtle vendors on it. Okay. And one one of the turtle vendors is an auction house. <laughs> Where do you get this guy from? It's going to be in BFA. Oh, okay. It's in the new expansion. Yeah. So gold is apparently quite plentiful if you know what you're doing. Too bad yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, same here. Um, I'm probably going to be just kind of checking on my follower missions on the app like once a week and just making sure I do all of those. And then I have a rogue that I'm currently working on trying to... Um, get some of their stuff up so that I can do the weekly coins of air quest, which gives you f- of 5,000 gold. That's I not going guys... Oh, okay. It, it, it adds up over time. Where's that 5,000 gold quest? Yeah. It, you have to roll a rogue. Oh, okay. And, of course. And what it is, is in the rogue class hall, there's a quest chain with Grifta. If you remember him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, where you have to pickpocket a bunch of coins of air and turn them in and you get um, 5,000 gold. Well, that's a thing. Right. And it's it's a weekly quest. And it doesn't, it doesn't seem like that much with it being a weekly quest, but eventually it's going to add up and I'm sure it's going to get nerfed when the expansion drops. But, I mean, how many weeks do we have until BFA? like a whole summer so 15 if you so that's some gold that's not going to get you to 5 million though no no and i i'm resigned to the fact that i'm not going to get up to the 5 million by the time the expansion drops and i'm sure there's going to be plenty more gold opportunities when the expansion drops like i plan on not touching my professions at all until i come up with the money i'm just going to sell any gathering mats that i have because gathering mats are worth a ton at the beginning because of people trying to power level their own professions Mm -hmm. so that's going to get me up pretty fast, but I mean, even if it's like, what, 8.1 or 2 before I come up with the money, still, but have, having a portable auction house, man, that that's my dream come true. I think it's a lot of I, people's dream come true. <laughs> I am genuinely surprised that they did that because traditionally they have tried to make uh, auction houses as inconvenient as possible to... Um, you know, prevent cities from becoming ghost towns. Right. So that means, though, if you want access to everything, you need that and you need to be an engineer, right? So you can do a portable mailbox? Yeah, um, because I'm an engineer, so I have the portable mailbox. I have the portable bank. Um, The the portable mailbox, if you're lucky enough to get the Dalaran Postmaster achievement, that's kind of not an engineer-only thing anymore. Oh, okay. And then, you you know, you could also counter it by rolling a goblin because I think a goblin has access to a bank. But my my main is a uh, blood elf and I I can't change her because she's my wedding cake topper. (laughs) Okay. Perfect. It it would be disrespectful because our mains... (laughs) You did that 3D printing thing or... No, I'm... I made it by hand. Oh, cool. Right. She's an artist. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That works. Yeah, that's all I've been playing this week. 
Sweet. I've been playing Fire Emblem Warriors. So much Fire Emblem Warriors. So much Fire Emblem? So much Fire Emblem Warriors. So I think the last time I was on the podcast, I was playing Fire Emblem Warriors. And I'm like, I think I'm really close to being done. And then I discovered like new sort of aspects to the combat system that I wasn't aware of the last time I was on the podcast. So now I have played 90 hours of Fire Emblem Warriors and I'm really, really, really done. Really, 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 really. I'm done. Really done? I'm really done. done. Yeah, okay. no. You're done, done? I was playing it last night. I get night. the switch back? Yeah, I was playing it last night and I was looking over sort of the last few things that I could do. I'm like, nah, I don't feel, really feel like doing any of these. So I'm done. So I finished almost all of the maps or I'm at like the boss and I'm just like, I don't feel like doing this boss. <laughs> you, know, you do all the things so you can get to the boss and then like, eh, whatever. Because <laughs> the thing is, is most of the stuff that I want to do is like the difficult enemies on the map that unlock the unique weapons. Yeah. And then the scrolls that level up the unique weapons. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing that I'm most interested in. So do that. That's what I've done. Oh, well, now you have all the weapons. Go kill the big guy. Yeah. You need a thing to use the weapons on. Yeah. No? Yeah. Okay. yeah. okay, then. See, that, would, that would drive me crazy. I can't just end, end the game and not beat the thing. Oh, I beat the story, and then I beat the story again. So I have, like, all the scrolls, and I finished, like, at least half of the, the picture things, and that unlocked a bunch of Anna map, uh, Anna things, and I unlocked Anna, and... I didn't unlock Celica. That's like the one thing that I could do. But I got bored. That game has so much stuff to do. Whew. Yeah, I mean, I can see why you would put on like a bunch of hours in it. It was just one of those things where I had other stuff. I think, I think Dragon Quest Builders came out at, at the time when I got sucked into Fire Emblem Warriors. And I wanted to play Builders so much that I kind of put Warriors aside. Yeah, I mean, it's a good game. I'm just, I've run out of steam on it. I, th I think you're okay running out of steam at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, I, I'm done. And I feel like I've gotten tons and tons out of it. And I'm really happy with the amount I've gotten out of it. So it's time to move on. So I'm going to play Strange Journey now. My gaming time is like set for the next three months because it's like Strange Journey this month, Lost Child next month, and then Octopath Traveler in July. Oh, I forgot about Lost Child. Yep. Switch and Vita. Mm. Will I have had to have played El Shaddai to understand Lost Child? Nope. Okay. You don't have to play any of the games by that developer in any order. Okay, because I thought that El uh, Lost Child was kind of a sequel or to El Spiritual sequel. Okay. So it, it, it basically advances a lot of the mechanics and a lot of the themes, but it is not directly connected in any way. I gotcha. It's sort of like saying Persona 3, Persona 4. Oh, okay. Or cool. Persona 3, Persona 5. So they have similar thematic elements to them. Um, but you don't need to play Persona 3 before playing Persona 5. I see. Cool. 
Yeah, because I have El Shaddai sitting around somewhere. I just never got around to playing it because I, I played oh, I the won't demo. Tell that. <laughs> I I oh yeah, that's how I knew about the game was um from Shane evangelizing it and it sounded <laughs> fun. And I played the demo and enjoyed the demo. I just well, it was really expensive for a long time and I just wasn't in a mood for kind of a devil may cry button masher. Well and Lost Child isn't a button masher. Yeah, no, I know Lost Child is gonna be an actual RPG and yeah. it looks pretty cool. So Ladies can we start doing news? Well, you you didn't really talk about what you played. Oh, did I forget to go? Yeah, I forgot yeah. to go. Sorry. Um, what did I play? Oh yeah, 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 I finished Fire Emblem Shadows of Fire Emblem Echoes Shadows of Valentia. I finally finished that off because somebody had the switch. So I and to... you had to play <laughs> something. Yeah, so I picked up the 3DS and started playing that. All right, so Fire Emblem games. I don't know how I feel about them lately. I'm I'm very confused because like there's the traditional Fire Emblem experience, yet thinking about playing a game with permadeath and restarting maps over and overs makes me just cringe. Like I don't want to do that, and yet I had so much fun playing that GameCube one. Um, so then you have the modern Fire Emblem experience, where a lot of people might argue that it's much easier right to play these games mm. they made them much mm. more accessible um mm-hmm. and i don't just mean casual mode i mean just the games just feel easier um and more importantly they have ways to level up in the games which you didn't used to have so um you you can grind now and i love grinding in games i love that feeling of becoming more and more powerful so the latest these latest um fire emblem games what i've been doing I adjust my volume here is I've been you know grinding on the XP DLC maps and stuff which mm-hmm. I think is fun um, but it's it's it takes away some of the challenge of like the actual maps right but I enjoy the grinding experience so then I don't know what I like to do in these games anymore because I enjoy grinding but that also means the rest of the game isn't really set up well to be a good cohesive gameplay experience in my experience or my feelings or my personal opinion I don't know whatever so I'm reliant on the you know the atmosphere the music the conversations then the story to carry me through and I feel that Shadows of Valencia did not deliver in that area for me um, some aspects of the story were pretty cool. Some aspects of the story just got lost in how long I was, you know, grinding between story maps. And that's, you know, that's on me. If I wanted to play it for the story, I should just not do all that grinding. But I did because that's how I like to play the games now. And so I don't know how I feel about it. Just the whole thing felt like kind of a mess, especially the dungeons. They're boring. They're terrible. I don't like dungeons. I, I... I hated the dungeons and it wasn't just because they were very boring and repetitive. It was because my um, muscle memory for other games kept kicking in. And I think particularly Shin Megami Tensei Apocalypse. And I kept trying to do some of the controls and that and it didn't work. And it just made me so frustrated and irritated. Yeah. That and the dungeons were bland. And it it just kind of became like, okay, it's one thing to have to run around a dungeon looking for pieces of, again, I'm using the DLC, so I'm looking for shards of of the Zodiac so that I can make this item that makes, that massively boosts your percentage chance of your stats going up when you level. 
And mm-hmm. so I'm doing that. So I have to load and reload this DLC over and over and over to get these pots to respawn, to go break all the pots, to try and get the shards, to be able to make one of these items. Um, and then all these enemies keep spawning and just making it all take longer. And the enemies are not a challenge to me at this point because I've already been grinding these characters. Just now I'm trying to grind them more efficiently. And basically grinding was too involved in this game. Like it's not that it's hard to do. It's just time consuming and thus became kind of not fun. And yet I was addicted enough to grinding as a concept that it still carried me through for quite too many hours. Very, very many too uh, many hours. Um, I should get up my clock and see. It's I'm probably at least 60 hours on that game, um, mm-hmm. if not more. And you don't need to be to finish it. <laughs> so, um, so I don't know. The whole thing just didn't fit together well. Is how I feel. Is how I feel. And so I'm certain that I played it wrong. And that argument could be fairly made about how I played it. And yet I kind of was gravitating to the ways I like to play the game. So I don't, I don't know how I feel about that game other than like, meh. <laughs> I was very mixed feelings on that game too. And I had to force myself to kind of finish it. And what's annoying is that by the end, or like the last, the third act of the game was like, okay, I'm feeling this now. I really like it. But the other two acts were just such a slog. And I didn't like the dual gameplay of having to switch between characters. Well, that is the last couple acts of that game I, though right i know and that's what was kind of frustrating to me about it was you know not not sure if i'm leveling up one character well enough compared to the other and the answer is uh, no probably because they yeah. take away one character from you a lot sooner than the other and you can't go back yeah. and level the other one but you can level the first one so then all those previous people you leveled are useless to you in the last fight and like what the, what is going on with this and it is it very frustrating that you spend all that time grinding and then you're way overpowered for the last boss and stuff if you do that which is well maybe not the last boss last boss if you're trying to get the very last map without deaths just using your grinded characters you might have issues because the characters you've probably been grinding is your elite team of ninjas Uh, by the way i had elite team of ninjas in that game i basically Mm. had invincible ninjas that would just run around the map destroying everything um they were yashas or the ogre type class and they're just they're omnipotent essentially and i like that i like having my elite ninja strike team come in and just deal with problems for me that's that's the way i want i like to write run my life i like my elite ninja strike team but what what the what that didn't work with is uh magic users (laughs) so magic Mm -hmm. users could destroy my elite ninjas um (laughs) and there's no good way to grind up that i that i saw to grind up people resistant to magic um other than grinding a magic user themselves up which was not fun at all see my my people that were the best were the archers and the magic users and it felt like everybody else that i had just did pot shot damage oh yeah to yeah. everybody so you didn't do the so villager I, loop thing if you had done the villager no. loop thing then you would you would have the elite ninja strike force um yeah if i had no. done what you've done i'd probably been in better shape as far as that last boss goes at least I, I don't know. I felt like I felt very not powerful when I was doing that whole thing. Like I had to use my heavy armors to basically kind of take a tank a whole lot of the damage and then have my range mm. take pot shots, which is not yeah, a heavy good armors strategy. versus magic casters is not a great combo usually. So. Yeah, but I <laughs> I also play on casual, so oh, it didn't matter as much. That. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter nearly as much. Yeah. I I can't do the permadeath thing. That's just I can't not do it. It's 
it's not Fire Emblem without permanent. I, well, I guess I did. So in Fire Emblem Fates, I did one game on Casual Phoenix, one game on Easy Classic, and then another game <laughs> on Hard Classic or something like that. And it was like, um, so I guess I've done it a little bit, but it, yeah, I, Phoenix uh, feels I, wrong. <laughs> And uh, I don't casual do Fe- feels kind of wrong to me. But. I don't do Phoenix because Phoenix is a little bit too easy for me. I like having somewhat stakes to a fight. Though I'm, I'm tempted to try to speed run. Uh, not the second half of Fates, the um, Nor. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the Nor side just to kind of get the good it, one. Because, <laughs> yeah. Well, I did Hoshido. Sure. Initially, because that, that's the. Have you played Revelations? Said, not yet. Oh, you I should play Revelations. Then the story will make sense. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and it ties into back... Awakening, too. <laughs> but we're going to be doing a backtrack on Fate soon, and I never finished Nor. Okay. I was kind of done with the game by the time I was finished that. So, But I, I highly doubt I'm going to pry myself away from SMT to do that anytime soon. Yeah, I, I remember when I finished Fates, I had a lot of mixed feelings about that series of games, too. But overall, I enjoyed my time with them. Um, Echoes, I think I don't like as much as I liked Fates. Um, so I said, all right, I still feel like grinding in Fire Emblem, though, so what can I do? And I said, well, Anna's got the Vita with the grindy Fire Emblem beat 'em up game. So wait, I haven't played Awakening yet. I never played that, so I took up i put in the fire emblem awakening cartridge and i said okay so my addictive nature means i'm going to overgrind the hell out of my characters and one of the problems with shadows of valencia is that if you grind your characters all the way up there is no content for you to do that you need to be that ground up for there's like you Mm. could spend all that time grinding up your characters but there's nothing that you need to have that that level of development on your characters for so i I guess the intention was for you to grind like one or two people like that and, and leave the rest. But my desire is to, you know, have a massive army. And then eventually I realized how long that was taking in shadows of Valencia and gave up. So in awakening, when I said, well, Hey, they've got a different difficulty level in this one called lunatic. So I bet you that if that would be a good fit for me over grinding all my people. Um, and well, you could say I was right about that. Um, the problem is, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it to the point where I can actually start grinding people in this game. I believe I spent an hour trying to get through the, the prologue map and failing on <laughs> Lunatic and Fire Emblem Awakening. And I, and I asked Anna about it. She's like, why are you playing Lunatic? I'm like, because well, I, I am a lunatic. Um, and apparently, um, they aren't kidding in uh in awakening when they say lunatic that that game's hard did you know that did you ever try that one kelly i i played awakening but certainly not Not on on lunatic Lunatic, right (laughs) because she's not a lunatic yeah yeah it's really hard like so then i start looking up uh, you know strategies and it's um they're very there are very few strategies that work on each of the maps and you, you start seeing that a lot of people are like, they find a strategy and they basically copy paste it and make some slight alterations that work for their teams. Because in, in Fire Emblem on Lunatic, like a one or two stat point difference on a character 
can be the uh, can be the difference between a strategy working and being complete failure for that strategy. To the point where they're like, if you didn't do what I did in the rest of this guide and level up the people just like how I leveled them up, this this thing in chapter three is not going to work for you. So please don't follow my guide. <laughs> it's like what? No. Yeah, I can't but, live but... with those sorts of restrictions. <laughs> bother that nonsense so i've gotten through chapter three between multiple guides and and basically frederick frederick is the hero of fire emblem awakening lunatic they may as well just call it fire emblem frederick if you're playing on lunatic because <laughs> it, if you frederick is how you you get through those maps because um, he's the only one who can survive <laughs> And it's all it's all this giant manipulation chain of keeping everyone else out of the way, Frederick in the way, and making sure Frederick doesn't die um, through various things and giving him elixirs, and uh, it's crazy. Um, I'm now on chapter four. I don't think I can do the XP DLC yet, so I need to get through this chapter, and it's looking hard because I need to I need to deal with Marth, and I haven't figured out a strategy on that map yet, and so I need to go do some research today. Um, and but basically, this chapter is going to decide. Well, I thought it was last chapter that was going to decide, but I got through it finally. Um, so we'll see after this one if I can actually get to the point where I can start grinding characters or if I'm going to have to start over and just play it on hard and basically give up and be like, oh. What I will say, though, is I love the writing of the characters in Awakening so far. All the little side story characters' conversations are great, and they have really fun, uh, really funny characters. And the dude what loses his axe and um, the way Frederick trains with people and just it's it's pretty well done so far so i do like that yeah awakening had some pretty good writing um i they had some of my favorite characters too now i forgot frederick is a promoted character already right um yes is he okay that would explain yeah i i don't know if you're playing it wrong because from what i've heard is that people rely on already promoted characters in the beginning of Fire Emblem games, and then end up, that ends up biting them later because those characters are basically taking experience from yeah. characters that you kind of need to mess with. You're right. So the way it, it, if I, there's so there are two divergent strategies with Fire Emblem Awakening on Lunatic, and the one is if you're going to use DLC, and the other one is if you're not going to use DLC. Since I am going to use DLC, I don't care about stealing the levels away from my other units. Uh. Um, if okay. you weren't going to use DLC, absolutely, you have to, the strategies get even more intense about making sure that you don't kill things with Frederick so that your main character can get kills because you need to turn him into this dark mage master of Nosferatu later on. And yeah, it's, it's very complicated. And, and I'm just like, how did the designers intend this to be played? Is it exactly how people are doing it, which is like very narrow list of strategies that will work? Um, because it, it really doesn't reward experimentation at all because you're just dying over and over and over and over and over and over again. It's one thing to die a few times and then figure a map out. It's another thing if like you just can't live and then the game throws random crits at you. It's like, well, there are literally maps that people are like, hey, go check the boss. If they have this skill on them, reset because you're not going to be able to beat the map. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay <laughs> that's not useful how's that fun and i guess that's why they called it lunatic i don't know and then when you beat lunatic you know what it does it opens up lunatic plus oh my god <laughs> so yeah I, yeah I don't have the stones to play like that i never have i prefer just kind oh, the of the sacred stones is a different game 
No, I oh, know. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I'm talking like I just don't have the box. I didn't have the sacred to, stones for that. Yeah, to play games like that, I prefer to just kind of sit and ca casually enjoy things. <laughs> so Valisk in our chat room says that Awakening Lunatic is just not well made, which I I don't I don't disagree. But I, I have I, what I've been wondering is what the developers actually intended with that. Like, what were they going for? Because I don't understand how they would have thought it was useful for anybody. So I also tried to explain to Chris that he was going to have to have a careful breeding program. Because she says I need to start a breeding program like this is a wildlife preserve having, for my Fire Emblem marriages. Like, what is going on? Having children is required in Lunatic. Well, unless you use the DLC. No, it's still you still need the right skills on the right characters mm. for the later maps. Mm. You can't just overlevel them. There's I don't know if that's true. Do your kids have IVs and EVs in that game? <laughs> uh actually, yeah, depending on how who makes the kid, it ch changes their skills and and stuff, right Anna? Yes. Yeah. What? Because wow, the, I was just the kids inherit skills from their parents. And um, it changes their, uh, yeah, it changes what weapons and what skills and their stats. And yeah, so you're not actually that far off, Kelly. Okay, I was just being sarcastic and trying to make a <laughs> Pokemon joke. <laughs> there's there's a chart. <laughs> I played through this game. Charts. I played through this game multiple times. Never on, you, you only did casual, right? I did casual, and I think I did one easy and one normal, and then I think I went back to easy. <laughs> but I, I did multiple different types of marriages. So I did one game where I just kind of let the chips fall where they did, and then I did one playthrough where I did all the canon marriages, and then I did one where I did optimal marriages. You, you were writing charts and stuff. I did. I have, I have spreadsheets. You have spreadsheets. I have spreadsheets. Like, you didn't use other people's spreadsheets. No, no, I made my own. Like, how did you figure it out, though, with... On your own. Math. Math? Okay. Jeez. See, my, my awakening playthrough, I didn't give a crap about the kids at all. And then my Fates playthrough of Birthright, um, I got obsessed with pairing off all the people, but I didn't do it optimally. I just, like, let the chips fall. And then when I started Conquest, I... Uh, tried to do optimal but i didn't get very far in that not, be, not because i didn't find it was fun i think something else came out and i wanted to move on yeah i i kind of ignored the kids and fates i said mm. you know what this is literally too many people to think about so i don't care anymore so i'm not going to level these kids up uh, except <clears> for like <throat> kana <laughs> just because they are kind of beastie <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I, if the next game in the series doesn't have the kid waifu thing, I'm not going to be sad. Yeah, I don't I don't care about it that much. I think it's just, it's an aspect of the game that appeals to people, so I guess it's going to be there probably, but it doesn't appeal to me. Well, I, I don't care about it that, well, not only do I not care about it that much, it's starting to get into a sticky situation where people were upset that you can't do same-sex stuff. Right. And you so, know, like, if you do, well, then then you don't have the stat inheritance, so because you, you'd have yeah. to adopt, right? 
So how yeah. does that work? <laughs> uh, I know, and it's just I'd rather than. I guess not. you just do the stat inheritance anyway, and just say screw it. Who cares if they adopt? They they inherit the the parents' skills. So maybe I would rather that. I would rather go ahead not, and do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. I would rather them not have it at all than implement it poorly and make people upset. Mm-hmm. So, I just, I just couldn't stop laughing when Anna told me I needed to implement a breeding program. You do. <laughs> she didn't call it she, the, the way you described it. Like, like I'm managing. I called it a breeding program. A I literally <laughs> called it a breeding program. <laughs> Well, it could have been worse. She could have called it an F factory. Mm. <laughs> Do you have your shipping strategies set up? Uh, who am I shipping where? No, no, no. Your <laughs> your friendshipping strategy. Oh, no, no. Breeding program. Oh, so I typed into Google Fire Emblem Awakening breeding. First result is guide. Second result is calculator. Let's bring up the calculator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, so while Chris, Chris falls down yet another hole. Oh, my god! I was going to say, before we get into this rabbit hole, maybe we should do news first. Yeah. Well, they wrote hey, it in Kelly, Java. where did your games yes. go on the spreadsheet? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I wonder if I accidentally deleted them. I could have. <laughs> Chris, you're an idiot. I probably did. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta figure out who I'm marrying with who. Okay, so while Chris does that, we're gonna go into the news. Oh, so two new Toho games were announced, and they're RPGs. Yay! So the first one is an action RPG called Toho Genso Kiku Lost Alchemy. Kiku, and that is coming to Nintendo Switch and PlayStation Four. Kiku, and the other one is uh. Toho Genso Wanderer Lotus Labyrinth, which is also coming to PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. Um, so both of those were just announced for Japan. Um, but the second one is a follow-up to a game that was released here um, by NIS America. Yeah, the roguelike. Yeah. So... Chances are we'll get that one. Well, I think we're getting a remake of the roguelike, the Vita or PlayStation yeah. 4 Vita roguelike yeah. on so Switch. The, and I, the first one, Toho Genso Wanderer, originally came out for PS4 and PS Vita. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was like last year or the year before. And yeah, so something like that. Toho Genso Wanderer Reloaded is coming out this year. Um, July 20th on PS4 and Switch. So Toho Genso Wanderer Lotus Labyrinth is a sequel to Technically Reloaded. Okay. Because I have the Switch uh, port of the first roguelike pre-ordered. Yes. So and I can't wait for it. Cross our fingers, we will get Lotus Labyrinth from Nisa. No idea if we will get the other one. Because it's cube type, and I don't know how frequently we get cube type games. I'm curious to know if the action game is going to be all bullet helly like the shoot 'em ups are. Yeah, we we haven't seen. I don't think we've seen any gameplay for no. it yet. So neither of them have release dates; just announcements in Japan. 
Um, so speaking of trailers, um, if you were looking to get um, a peek at uh, the tactical RPG Iron Danger, we have a trailer. Um, Yay. Because have a trailer. the alpha version is coming out soonish. Um, so this is sort of some alpha footage for the game, which is coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One. It's based on Nordic mythology. And that's kind of all we know. I think this was kickstarted at some point. So, yeah, if you're interested in seeing what the game is all about, check out the story. And that has the video embedded right in it. Um, in a completely, wait, what? Announcement? Um, Capcom sort of very slyly announced um, We're that finally getting it! Monster Hunter We're Double Cross <laughs> is coming out in North America. I'm getting Monster Hunter Yay. on my Switch. So in North America, it's going to be called Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that name. Um, and it is for Nintendo Switch. It's coming out in both North America and Europe on August 28th, 2018. Yay. Do you think they were waiting to see if World was going to do any well I don't know the what they were deciding. I think the fact that World did well made them say, hey, we don't have World on the Switch and that's not going to happen. So why don't we go ahead and just localize this? Because obviously Monster Hunter is doing well, so let's let and everything is like money that comes out on the Switch right now, so we may as well get mm -hmm. something on the Switch. So I think that's why they're doing it. I, here's what I care about: if you play Generations on 3DS, you're able to transfer your save yeah. data to Generations. That's right. My cat's coming over. I'm going to start a new cat. So I. Yeah, the big thing about the gener the two generations games is that you can play as a feline. So that's why I care about them. Um, that the the community is a little divided on how good they are. Um, they are good, but people. Yeah. Anyway, I between the two Fire Emblem games, I actually did pop generations back into my 3ds and said like, oh, maybe I should start working on maxing out my cat in this game. Cause and then they announced Double Cross, and he's like, nope, go no, back no, to Fire Emblem. No, no, this was after they announced it. Oh, okay. That's why I said like, oh, I should I should do that so that okay. my cat cat's ready for for Double Cross, uh, or Generations Ultimate Goo, Monster Hunter Goo, um, but. There's not a lot of people playing it online right now. <laughs> Let me put it to you that way. And I realized, like, wait, there's a reason that I like the PS4 one. And it's because they do make the game better. So mm -hmm. it's like, do, do I really want to play this on Switch later this year? Or do I just want to put more time into Monster Hunter World? Part of me is kind of glad that I skipped over World for the time being because I'm a, yeah, so as soon as this World came out, really it's like good. World should come out on the Switch. Is the I, better I know. answer? <laughs> I actually I know, really but... enjoyed watching Chris play World, and and I had until that I had no interest too. in in any Monster Hunter, but the story was actually pretty good. See, World looks so good, but I want to be able to just play in bed on my Switch. Fair enough. That's that was his complaint. Is like we had to go to bed, and he's like, "I want to keep playing." The answer was no. You cannot. <laughs> All right. So, Knights of Pen and Paper is coming to consoles. So, this is the first game 
that originally came out for iOS and Android in 2012. Mm. And it's been iterated on and, and tweaked and, and built up since then. So this is Knights of Pen and Paper Plus One deluxe Edition. It's even more deluxe than the old It's even more one. deluxe. And even it's coming more. out May 29th, 2018. And it has all the content. So they put out like four content patches for this game all throughout the years. Um, and so that the PlayStation uh, 4 Xbox One Switch version will have all of the content included. Wait, there's a there's a Switch version? Yes. So this is what they just announced. Okay. So PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, May 29th, 2018. Just I read the, when I read the story, I didn't see Switch on there. Yes. Speaking of games that have a boring grinding cycle, right? Yeah. This so game, yeah, this I is didn't... a grinding game, and you'd think I'd be into it, and it just puts me to sleep. So I I liked Knights of Pen and Paper, but I liked Pen and Paper too much better. Oh yeah, the more sixteen bit looking one. Yeah. I'm surprised that's not the one they're putting on here. Well, I suspect they're going to do all three of them, which also includes Galaxy of Pen and Paper, which you really liked. Yeah, Galaxy's cool. I should go back and play more of you that. Should. My problem is it's on my laptop. I don't have it on a Switch. So uh, that's kind of like the big issue there. Like if it was on a Switch, yeah. So you should get it I on played... an iPad and then you'd play it in bed. Is it on iPad? I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure okay. it is. I played the original one on my tablet when I first mm-hmm. bought me a tablet way back in the day. And That's right. I had, fun, had a lot of fun with it until I hit a wall and couldn't really grind to continue. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. So the original game, before they put in any of the retooling or any of the expansions, you could easily get into a pit where you had multiple dead party members and no money to revive them. Yeah, that's what kept happening. So. Yeah, it sucked. Also, I'm an idiot. I did not see the switch on the thing until just now, or on the news story until just now. So, yay. I'm blind, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah. I hope it does well, because I'd like to see the other two games on Switch. Oh, I think this is going to be the perfect Switch game. Yeah. So, um, Path of Exile is having another expansion. Yay. So this is called Incursion. Incursion. It will introduce a new set of challenge leagues um, evolving around the Lost Temple of Azotal. The Temple of Azotal was built by the Val Empire a thousand years ago, but was swallowed by the jungle. Um, And you basically get sent back in time during the temple's construction um, and that lets you find it in the present time and um, you basically get a whole bunch of incursions um, and all of this stuff doesn't make any sense to me because oh, who cares? I don't play there the are game. new things for you to kill yes it's a Diablo game the story isn't the important part. so this the interesting well, part is this sounds very roguelikey because the idea is is when you enter the temple it generates a room layout mm-hmm and so it sounds like every time you enter the temple, a new layout is generated. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's it's like uh, uh, it's like what you do with rifts in Diablo three. Yeah, right. So incursion is going to come to Different, PC. Um, on June, should be Xbox One at some point too. Yeah, right? so June first, twenty eighteen. Yeah, and um, so June first, twenty eighteen. And the next week on Xbox One. That's not a long delay. That's pretty good. Yep. 
It's a fun game. You should play it. The problem with this game is the you you need a, a breeding program for your skills. <laughs> yeah, because you can't respect, can you? Correct. So if you like physical games and you like RPGs, Limited Run Games has a Friday for you. Huh? Yeah, so Friday, May 25th, they are putting up three RPGs on their site. Um, Chemco Games Antiqua Lost. Chemco Alert. Antiqua. Chemco Alert. Chemco Alert. Chemco Alert. Chemco Alert. Um, which is PS4 and Vita. Um, Cosmic Star Heroine, which is PS4 and Vita and has the best RPG character ever. Pause. Yep. Um, and their own game, Saturday Morning RPG for Switch. Oh, they made this themselves? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they're... they're um, Why does it say Mighty something on it? Yeah, Mighty Rabbit. Yeah. Mighty Rabbit and Limited Run Games are done by the same people. Oh, okay. It's it's Josh and Doug. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm not sure which version of Cosmic Store Heroin I want to get if I want the PS4 or Vita. I want the one. Vita version and I want the collector's edition because the collector's edition comes in a Sega CD case. Yes. The, and with all sorts me. of amazing goodies. Have you pre-ordered that? So here's the deal. If you are a backer of the Cosmic Star Heroin Kickstarter, you get a chance to purchase the collector's edition early. How early? Nobody knows. Okay. They haven't decided yet. Right. The dilemma that I'm having is I'm having surgery this week. Aww. So I don't know if I'm going to get it. <laughs> Why not? Because I don't know if I'm going to be available. So you're going to have to buy it for me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I can handle that for you. Okay. I'm counting on uh, you, Chris. Uh, yeah, you, can, you can count on do me. Do not screw this up. Uh, all right. I think I'm going to go for the Vita version just because this does sound like something I would want to play portably. It's, it's how I'm going to play it. So, And I I really want that collector's edition. The edition. collector's just, edition is so cool. The, Sega, the, the working designs-esque Sega CD box is what sold me on it's that. It's really cool. And, and seeing Max Storm just lose his mind over it on t over the collector's edition on Twitter, I guess he likes this game a lot. Yes, quite a bit. Yeah. Where do you so, see this collector's edition? LimitedRunGames.com. I don't. All I see is like a slightly bigger box that doesn't have a game system logo on it. Um, they collector's they edition the Vita. Um. Oh. Um. I I think it was on Twitter that they posted pictures of what's yeah. in it. So I might have to forward it to you, Chris. The I collector's got, edition got... will be available five days, 20 hours from now to everybody. Yeah, but it's earlier for backers. But not much. At um, some point. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I hope I can get my hands on that. That looks so cool. Why? Oh, Okay. We can talk about that later. Hey, oh. guys, remember that Final Fantasy XI thing on mobile? How they said that years ago, that they were going to do that? Yeah, they're still working on that. They had screenshots now. Uh, Sabin, there we go. I sent it to your Figaro. What? The pictures. Why didn't you put it in the Skype chat? Because it was easier to forward the email. Okay. And Kelly's seen it. I was trying to find the picture on Twitter for... I was going to put it on the stream, Anna. Well, <laughs> you can do it via the email. All right. Fine. Here. Here, I put it on... Nope, actually, I can't. 
Why not? They don't open up as big images. They don't, no. There, I posted it to the stream chat, just the Twitter post. Okay. Yeah, so you guys they're... all suck. I can't put any of these on the screen. <laughs> they're not big. They have I need never it big. released big. They've I need never big. released big versions. Well, all right. Well, this is perfect size for our audio listeners. Yes. Oh, it does look like a Sega CD case. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh. Yeah, so they put it's... out screenshots for the Final, Fist, Final Fantasy XI Wobo version. Yeah, look at these. They look like Final Fantasy XI. Yeah, woohoo. It's not even close to being done. They're still hiring for it. They have depth of field now, which is interesting. Hooray. Let's talk about Minute. Minute's coming No, no, to I want to know about Final Fantasy XI on mobile. No, I wanna, really. I want to play it on mobile. We have no release date and almost no details. Oh. We literally have five screenshots and that they're still hiring. It's going to be terrible, isn't it? It's going to come out in 2020 and no one's going to give a crap well, about it Because it'll anymore. be competing with the Final Fantasy VII remake. <laughs> no, that's not coming out until 2023. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. All right. Minute is coming to Switch. Woohoo. Means right. I'll probably play it at some point. Yeah. Okay. No, uh, it's this year. That's all we know so far. It's already out for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. And Mac loved it. If you were waiting to play Stardew Valley on Vita, because they did actually promise that, um, you can play it starting May 22nd. And it's cross-buy, so if you already own the PS4 version, you will automatically get it on Vita. I have the PS4 version on uh, disc, so I don't know how that's going to work. Or if it even... Boo. <laughs> nope, have to own it digitally. Darn. Oh, well. I have the Switch version anyway, so... Does it matter? <laughs> um, Divinity Original Sin 2 Divinitive Edition is um, coming to the Xbox Game Preview for Xbox One program. Um, it is available now, and it grants players free access to the game for three hours. Um, once you're done your three hours, if you pre-order the game, you will be able to play through the entire first act and transfer your progress to the to the full game when it launches in August 2018. If you're a PS4 user, eh, SOL. See you in August. And if you're a PC player, you can already play it. Yeah, I, I play it on PC. Okay. But not this week. Nope. I should play it. It's it's very time consuming. Yes. But, so that's a game that I've thought about cheating to get through faster, but I realized no, I'm having fun not cheating in that game, which is weird for me. And but it's just very long. It's a very long game. I need more time, Anna. Give me more time. No. Oh. Well, then give me another story. All right. Uh, final two. Uh, playable characters for Octopath Traveler. The C and the O. The C and the O. So now we have O-C-T-O-P-A-T-H. So Cirrus the Scholar is journeying to find a lost tome. He can scrutinize, which helps him extract information from people he encounters. Um, also, there's also Ophelia the Cleric, who is setting out on a permanent pilgrimage thank you uh her path action is guide which lets her lead people to other places which comes in useful for quests such as helping lost children find their mothers oh 
Um, they also revealed talents. Um, talents provide various bonuses and options to each character. Um, and this is something that all the characters have, but they just hadn't revealed before. So they go over all the various ones. So like um, Cirrus has study foe, Alfin can create potions, Hanuk can capture beasts, Primrose um, can charm, and Tressa finds money, Therian picks locks. Um, so when you begin Octopath Traveler, you choose one of the eight protagonists, but you will meet up with all seven of the other characters. You have four of them in your party at any given time, and you basically stop at the tavern to swap in and out any of your party members. Um, and you don't need to replay the game to get everybody's story. You can switch focus to any of the characters you have with you at any given time just by going to the tavern. Oh, that'll be so nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So Octopath that, Traveler comes out July 13th on Nintendo Switch. I'm so that's what sucks about uh, that's what sucks about Saga games is having to replay from everybody's pe- point of view multiple times. Not being able to... Well, the progress doesn't carry over at all. So... I can't wait for this game. So the... Looks like... The Canadian Neptunia game is going to be localized. The, the what? So, um, Idea Factory um, basically farmed out a game to a Canadian studio. Did they make it out of maple syrup? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 2D side-scrolling RPG. Um, in a in a it's sort of an alternative universe where 3D games never took off. <laughs> of course, it's 2D games are are king. Uh huh. So, um, you know, the world of game industry isn't run by the four goddesses. It's ruled by um, an organization called the Bombex Mori. Um, which collects 2D games as taxes and bans new technologies and new games that don't meet its 2D standards. <laughs> why, why do they have a panty shot in one of these screenshots? Uh, because it's Nep-Nep. It's <sighs> So this is called Brave Neptunia in Japan. It's called Super Neptunia RPG in North America and Europe. Um, it's coming out this fall and it'll be available on both PS4 and Switch. Okay, I'll be really curious to see what the writing of this game is like because that that's funny and it's it, the how you describe this story that that's very meta given how some people feel about modern gaming. <laughs> yep. Speaking of non-modern gaming, um, so if you were really looking forward to playing Shenmue Three this year, you uh sucks for you. You, I have some bad news for you. Just like the Mac Pro and um, Final Fantasy VII and so many other games discussed earlier, it ain't coming out this year. Yep. Are are we surprised? No. no. Now, is the uh, ports of the other two games coming out this year? No. Oh, really? Well, yes. They were announced as a 2018 release. I, I, okay, because I know that um, when the Amazon link came up, my husband pre-ordered them, so I'm sure, I thought, well, surely they're going to come out this year. You've been able but... to pre-order Kingdom Hearts since the day it was announced. Okay. 
So you you can pre-order the the Final Fantasy VII remake from Walmart. That was Great. part of that leak. Okay. That's okay, right, the that, pre-E3 that, leak. Yeah. The, yeah. Maybe that's not a very good gauge then. I, I'm <laughs> sorry. Weren't, weren't the Shenmue games part of that leak? The Yeah, one and two and three. Yeah. One and two. And three. So, you know, here's the quote. After much discussion with our partners, with our partner Deep Silver, we have concluded that extending the release will allow us to deliver Shenmue 3 at our best. We promise to use this time to improve the quality of Shenmue 3. We cannot thank you enough for your enduring support. They couldn't find the sailors. They needed more forklifts. More forklifts. More that forklift tef- tech is very difficult to implement in current generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not so, enough yeah. lucky hit. Something else was delayed, Anna. What? The next story. Ooh, ooh, more delays. Right, Indivisible got delayed. I don't um, know what Indivisible is. It's a 2G platforming RPG from Skullgirls. Oh, okay. Yes. Poor Skullgirls. Yeah, this was a crowdfunded game that's coming for um, PC, Mac, Linux, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. It's the Skullgirls developer. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fighting game, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is the developer's Lab Zero. Okay. Yeah. So it's delayed till next year. Great. Yeah. Another so, one. All right. Um, Nothing's you know. coming out this year, guys. Just so you know, nothing. This is the catch-up year for RPGs, I guess. So it was sort of a, mi- but it was sort of a mixed bag of news when it came to Indivisible. So it was like, hey guys, we're gonna delay the game until next year, but the backer beta starts June eighth. Sure. So if you were a backer for the Indiegogo campaign. Sure. I mean, in theory, that should have started sooner and the game should be coming up, but whatever. Who cares? Uh, I guess if I'm complaining about not having time to play games, this is good. Yep. It gives us more time to play Octopath Um, and Monster Hunter. Capcom announced that Okami HD has a release date, August 9th, 2018. Oh, another Okami release. Yay. This is on Switch this time. Uh, and Underwater Ray Romano. Udovari Romano. So this is Zan. 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 Yeah, which Whatever. is a. It's an action RPG. Yeah, so this is a sequel. Sequel? Yes. Okay. To the two mask games that we got last year. And a re release happened in April, right? A um, remake? Yeah, so a know. remake of the two games together. Yeah. Because the games out. are pretty old, so the ones we're thinking of are technically remakes. No, sorry, no, 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 no. All right, so there were. So I don't know anymore. <laughs> right, They're visual so, novels, yeah. and they came out this year as well as whenever else they came out. No, and not. here's a sequel. No. <sighs> okay. There was. Anna's loading. You can see the loading <laughs> bar on her face. There. There was mask of deception and mask of truth. Yeah. They also remade the first game, which came before those. Oh, that's what oh. the remake and was. And that came out last month in Japan. But not here. Correct. Okay. This game, Zan, is coming out in Japan September 27th and has, gay, and has characters from both Mask of Deception and Mask of Truth. It is an action RPG. It's not a VN TRPG. But, like, look at her beat stuff up. Like, smack, 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 smack. Yes, it's an action RPG. Yeah, it looks cool. <coughs> I like the comment that says, this is suspiciously Musu. 
It is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right. And then we had two... When is it coming here? No announcements All for right. either the remake or Zan. So we had two Kickstarter check-ins because we didn't have a podcast last week. Oh my gosh, there's a lot of Kickstarters. Yeah. So we covered um, Rogue Heroes, Ruins of Tassos, Wild Mage, Phantom Twilight, Stone Shard, and Steamboat Billy, The Curse of Leviathan. <clears throat> All right, let's go. Rogue Heroes, Ruins of Tassos is a four-player action RPG, according to the Kickstarter page, with roguelike elements combining procedural dungeons and an expansive overworld. They want $20,000. They're up to $6,300. they have got 22 days to go. It is 15 bucks to get a copy of the game, or if you want to go crazy, for $1,000. Oh, it's no longer available. Whoever paid a thousand gets to make their own class, enemy, room, or puzzle. Get their name in the credits and a digital copy of the game, an executive producer title, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Ah, Wild Mage: Phantom Twilight is an open-world action adventure RPG featuring airships, floating islands, dungeons, and dis- I've never seen somebody just list airships as a feature. <laughs> floating airships. islands, dungeons, and dynamically destructible enemies slash environment. They want ten thousand. They're up to fifty-two thousand. They're five times over their goal. Oh my gosh. Um, so that's that's happening. They must have had a good video. I'll have to watch it later. Um, let's see. What do they want? Uh, for $20, $20, you get a copy of the game. If you want to go crazy with them, um, it is $1,000, and they're also doing executive producer titles. Kickstarter-only limited edition oil on canvas game art. Design an island. Design an enemy. Exclusive Dragon Mount and Alpha Key, Founder's Edition Airship, four backer exclusive ancient spells, beta access, a legendary spell, an artifact weapon, an artifact crafting crate, 20 digital downloads, digital download of the OST and the behind the scenes footage of the OST production, high resolution wall- wallpaper pack, and name and backer credits as executive producer. Man, those rewards have me worried about them, them meeting their goals for cheaply because those sounds like expensive awards to make. All right, well, whatever. Next game was Stonehard, open-world roguelike RPG with tactical freedom. Grim medieval adventure that blends old-school roguelike gameplay with modern ideas. This would be a game for Anna if it didn't have that word, word grim in it. Um, pledge, they want 30000 They're up to 22000 so they'll probably hit it. Um, it is $15 to get a copy of the game. If you want to go crazy with them, it is $7,500. You get the Last King tier. Uh, you get to meet the developers and hang out in St. Petersburg, Russia. Player design, in-game content. Um, so you get three digital keys, all the expansion packs, development polls, unique Kickstarter item, your name in the credits, uh, digital manual, digital soundbook, digital art book, hero portrait pack, closed beta access, closed alpha access, Kickstarter side quest, name random location, name random NPC, design a legendary item, design a treatise, your portrait for an NPC, design a monster, design a follower, design, just make the whole game, basically, for 7500 just make the game. I may be oversimplifying it. And then finally, Steamboat Billy, The Curse of the Leviathan, or as I like to call it, that game what saw how successful Cuphead was and said, we can do that too. Um, (laughs) Explore, fight, and collect chroma-crazed creatures while sailing the sea in an epic adventure RPG inspired by Zelda, Pokemon, and Cuphead. So this is an RPG where you collect creatures and it's got kind of an old-school animation vibe. Uh, It's... It's a different look than what Cuphead's going for, but it is very much like a 2D animated 
combining and their thing here is like there's a lot of um black and white and color on the same screen so like not everything's in color so it's it's kind of a cool look to it um so what they go watch the video see see what you think they want uh, this is in canadian so they want 65,000 canadian dollars they're at 24,000 canadian dollars um, in U.S., that's about $50,000, and they're at $18,000. Uh, 20 Canadian dollars, which is about 16 U.S. dollars, uh, you get a copy of the game. And if you want to go crazy for them, with them, let's see what they're at. It is $5,000 if you want to go crazy with it most. 5000 Canadian, so about 30 You get a bargain if you're in the U.S. 3900 U.S. dollars, you get the Leviathan Pack. You are the one and only Leviathan. Your swiftness and vast strength can create smallest waves to the largest tsunamis. Uh, in addition to all the previous rewards, you will be named as Leviathan in the credits, uh, and we will pay for your flight and accommodations to join us in Montreal. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> for the exclusive Steamboat Billy launch weekend, join us to party, play games, and meet a bunch of developers from big and small studios across Montreal. So you get to hang out with the indie devs up there. Um you get uh, an HD wallpaper, digital copy of the game, closed beta access, closed alpha access, digital soundtrack, appears Leviathan in the credits, uh, exclusive in-game pet, Felicity, digital art book, uh, exclusive house guard, Mr. Molson the dog, a backer exclusive limited edition 12 by 18 inch print that's signed, a t-shirt, a backer exclusive in-game pet, Pinato the Llama. Uh, you get a tomb in Davy Jones's locker. You get a digital and physical portrait of yourself in the SBB art style. You get to name an in-game NPC, write a bottled message that leads to a treasure you can name, and flight and accommodations for the launch party. Ships to anywhere in the world, which could be a mistake on their part. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes. We'll see how that is. Okay. So Ooh. now we have sort of some weird industry sort of weirdness going on this week so sony confirmed that they're not going to make vita carts yeah as of the end of the fiscal year and so if developers or publishers want to make a vita game they have to have submitted a request by the end of july and they have to have put in their final print orders by the start of february wasn't this only in North America? North America and Europe. Okay. So it sounds like in Japan and Asia, they're going to continue printing carts for now. Oh, I, th- I think this is the death now. <laughs> the Vita has been air quote dead for years in North America and Europe. And I mean, honestly, this doesn't stop someone from setting up an office in Asia and just printing Asian English versions. Not true. But at the same time, I think this is the end of Limited Runs Games doing Vita versions, which is fine because honestly, throughout the first half of this year, they've said they're putting the brakes on Sony releases and switching to Switch anyways. So I don't think this really changes their plans. Uh, but they did announce that they have 30 Vita games coming out before this happens. So they have 30 games to come out in the next nine months. That's crazy. It's a lot. Of That's three guys. games a month. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, to be fair, um, I've barely touched mine since I got my Switch. I still have like 10 games I want to play. 
Including two that Josh loaned me that I haven't had a chance to play because I got addicted to Fire Emblem Warriors. Sorry, Josh. I love you. Thanks for loaning me those games. All right. Um, other oddities in the sort of general news. Gamers Club Unlocked is no longer accepting no. new members or renewals. No, don't end Gamers Club Unlocked. No, Best Buy. What are you doing? So this just happened like at the end of the week. So no one is reporting on it yet. I'm sure we'll get more detail sort of as this rolls out next week. Um, also kind of end of the week and very weird. Um, Steam has sort of um, slapped a whole bunch of sexy anime games with takedown notices. Yeah, what is up with this? Yeah, so... Um, there's a bunch of um, visual novels and puzzle games, etc., that all got letters basically saying, your game is too explicit. You have two weeks to change it or take it down. Except most of these games are games that specifically worked with Steam to ensure that they um, met their guidelines. And so now they're kind of pissed. So Yeah, that's... Um, the games, really crappy. The games that have publicly come out and said that they have gotten a letter is um, Honey Pop, um, which is um, a match three sexy game. Um, it's basically a dating game where you match three to score with the girls. Um, Kindred Spirits, which is a visual novel um, that has bare breasts, but not really. Um, and then what was the other one? Um, uh, Mutiny, which is like an LGBT um, visual novel, which has no nudity. They actually specifically made a Steam version that puts all of the women in either corsets or bikinis. What I find weird about this decision is that why they're going after the anime games. They are not going like... after Western artists. So like Christine Love has not received any takedown notifications. And Lady Killer in a Bind is a lesbian visual novel about BDSM that has sex scenes. In fact, it has a special patch that you can put on it called a safe for work mode where everybody wears Christmas sweaters instead of being naked. <laughs> okay, that's hilarious. It is epic. I love it. There's screenshots of it. It's adorable. And but so not, not only that, not only that, why aren't they going after like the GTA fives or the Witchers? Because those have bare breasts. And <laughs> more? They have bare, and more. They have bare bombs too. Well, and here's the thing is it's like I this kind of feels like the ultimate height of hypocrisy when at the same time they are sending all of these games, these takedown notices, they're having a huge Neptunia sale, and mm -hmm. a new Leisure Suit Larry game leaked off Steam. So it's sort what? of like I feel like there's some mixed signals going on here, Steam. Yeah. And I mean, I can understand the argument about GTA 5 and Witcher where it's like, but these games aren't focused solely on sex. It's like, all right, how about Lady Killer in a Bind? What about it? It is definitely focused on sex. It is a BDSM game. Oh, it's a okay. BDSM visual novel. 
Also, you're really getting convinced me that the point of Leisure Suit Larry game isn't sex? Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing just seems very... Inconsistent. Inconsistent, <laughs> like, what prompted this? I love I love this headline <laughs> um, that I saw on Motherboard. It's an anime titty holocaust. Steam cracks <laughs> down on visual novels. So, yeah. It, and, I mean, the thing that's weird is, like, quite a number of the things that they are specifically targeting are companies that went to Steam and said, how do we make our games okay for you? Like Manga Gamer is the publisher for Kindred Spirits and quite a number of other visual novels on Steam. They specifically went to Steam and worked with them to make sure all of the games that they publish on Steam would be Steam acceptable. And now all of a sudden it's like, yeah, we changed our mind, screw you. No, they haven't said anything. Except they've sent these takedown notifications. Right. They haven't clarified why. Right. But it's Steam. So who the hell knows if they will or not. Right. It's it's scummy. The way it's they just handled weird. that. Yeah. It's just... It's weird. And, I mean, this is kind of just a pattern of Steam being weird about sexy games. Because, you know... There was a time where Steam was like, we are never going to have sexy games on our on our store. And then in 2015, it was like, all the visual novels on Steam. And then in 2017, they basically went through and purged a ton of sexy games. But not the visual novels, like actual sex games. I'm, I'm looking at the... Uh the Twitter account of the person that people are blaming for this advocacy or this uh, change in policy. And uh, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> yeah. And then so, I mean, people thought initially when this first came out that it was uh, like a group of people led by one particular person that had basically gone and reported, heavily reported these games. Mm -hmm. Because there is a person that basically rails against sexy anime games on Steam. This is Dawn Person or the Coalition to End Sexual Exploitation or whatever? Or is it a different site? <laughs> People just finding <laughs> everyone who's complained about games on Steam Basically, and blaming yeah. all of them. Basically, yeah. <laughs> it's everyone's fault. Whoever there, complained, there, it's all their a, fault. There is a particular dude that I'm thinking of, but I don't oh. want to point fingers or <laughs> so name there's names. So there's another site being brought up, this EndSexualExploitation.org site, and I don't think it's just one of these sites obviously it seems weird to me that valve would be successfully lobbied by one christian group or this other group or something but, right um you know it, it's so hard i, to I do like where when this is coming from i'm just seeing the responses from this group and they're like thank you for finally choosing to remove violent games and sexual exploitation games and they're not like, removing violent i'm games. listening to what you're telling me and like that you're obviously not paying attention to what valve's doing because of what they're still leaving and what they've been ignoring uh, if, if you were you would not be thanking them you'd be like can you consistently apply a policy <laughs> really <laughs> yeah I don't know. Whatevs. All right. On to the editorial block. Okay. What is it? Um, so we had a really cool column that we call Spoiler Warnings. Spoiler Warnings! Spoiler Warnings! Um, we did memorable moments from the last 20 years. Ooh. And the site won't load for me. Me neither. 
basically talking about moments in video and RPGs that kind of impacted us and in certain oh, ways. Chris did the um, just crash. And it happens sometimes. I'm just wait. Bad, just wait. I'm getting 502 bad gateways. Like I know, th- I know that Josh wrote about um, Estelle and Joshua's reunion and uh, Trails in the Sky, and how that kind of touched him. And my bit of the column was writing about the two Xanarkin part of Final Fantasy X, which really got not not only got me in the feels, but also made me want to throw my controller in a rage because of you know that's the hardest boss in the game up until that point. And how that boss, not only is it difficult, but it's kind of personal at that moment. The the, the boss that kind of makes you really want to, you know, stick it to them. And that's pretty much what the column is about. It is moments like that. Uh, Moments that mean a lot to you. Moments that really feel like they have an impact. It was a fun column to write. It, It got me nostalgic for Final Fantasy X. Again, that's for sure. Because I, I haven't Ten played again. that since, yeah, since it came out. Sweet. We also did a huge Fire Emblem um, feature called Histories of the Emblem. So check that out. And then we had a whole bunch of reviews and impressions. So let's see here. We had a review for... Ah, ah, no, 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 no. What did I do? Back. Back. All right. <laughs> I'm messing up our sheet. We had a review for the Swords of Ditto. And we had a review for Tales of Erevan, Cursed Lands. And we had a Yonder review. And then we had a Little Witch Academia impression. And then we had sort of a catch-all of some switch ports. Uh, Josh was really upset he couldn't be on the show so that that he could talk about the little Witch Academia preview. I fixed the site. Actually, let's see if we can get Josh. No, no. (laughs) We're good. He's good. He's I just say he's got family. He's got family stuff today. Yeah, he's good, Anna. Okay. Um. So in terms of the switch port impressions, we had Battle Chasers Night War, uh, Darkest Dungeons, the Saturday Morning RPG, and for a bonus, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. So if you are interested in any of those, we have bite-sized impressions of those. All right, and then we have briefs, which are basically all release dates. So um, if you are looking for Shopkeep 2 to come to early access, it's available now. Um, It is expected to be in early access for about a year. So don't feel like you need to rush out and get it, but it is there now. Um, It is a follow-up to Shopkeep, which was released in 2016. And it puts you in control of your own adventure shop. You need to procure and sell weapons, armor, and items uh, by venturing out into the surrounding countryside to collect rare resources and 
uh, helping to defend the village from invading barbarians. The game features co-op multiplayer for up to four players. Sounds like a cricketeer. Um, we've talked about this. The Council is an episodic game. Um, episode 2 is coming out. No, Episode 2 is out now. Came out May 17th. You play Louis de Richette, a man searching for his missing mother. So Alex, This is the adventure game that we were talking about with Alex. Yeah, yeah, so Alex really likes this. And this is the game that me and you want to play. You and it's it's the island that has all the world leaders on it. So like Napoleon is hobnobbing with Washington and stuff. Um, Dungeon Rushers is coming out on PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch on May 25th. So if you're looking for a tactical dungeon crawling RPG, one is coming for you next week. Um, Cyrilim 3 is coming to Steam Early Access. May 25th is a really popular date for stuff. So it's coming out for PC to start with Mac and Linux Early Access versions being added in future weeks. Early Access will cost you 15 bones. It is a monster raising RPG series. It is coming to uh, PC Max Linux as well as iOS, Android, and PS4, although no official release date has been confirmed. A new Popolokoi title has been announced for iOS and Android, but only for Japan. Only in Japan. Yeah. So Return Ooh. to Popolokoi, a story of Seasons fairy tale, completely tanked in North America. Mm -hmm. um, so I can't imagine this game coming out here. So, yeah. That's probably going to be uh, Japan only. Okay. Uh, SMT? Yeah, hang on. No, playism. I don't know what's going on. Hang what's on, next? hang on, hang on. I have to open stuff. Oh. Well, the site's working now, though. So. Yes, which is why I have to open stuff. Oh, right, right, right. I got behind because the site was broken. Sorry. Um, Death Gambit. Death's Gambit has a release date. It is coming to PS... PS4 and PC on August 14th and it is a side-scrolling RPG where you take control of a man left for bit dead on a battlefield who is found by death and subsequently turned into his servant. They want to strike a balance between challenging and punishing which means this game is not in any way intended for me. Me neither. <laughs> um, RP Golf has released on Steam. Um, it is a combination RPG and golf game that was oh. originally released on iOS and Android. Someone copying Golf Story? It came out in 2017 on iOS and Android. Huh. Kay. So, no, this actually came before. All right. Because it was crowdfunded. Um, hey, if you need more Golf Story in your life. Yeah, yeah good it's point. now available You can drive golf Steam. carts in this one. Yes, it's available now on Steam. Um, Playism celebrated. Um, hold on. There's also dungeon crawling and bosses where you're beating them up with a golf club. So I want to be clear about that. Okay. That's kind okay. of awesome. <laughs> this sounds fun. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right. Um, Playism celebrated seven years. Happy anniversary. Um, they announced seven titles for their seventh anniversary. Um, two of which are relevant to us. 
Um, the first one being Hakoniwa Explorers Plus, which is an action RPG. Um, it's a voxel-style game um, coming to PC. Uh, no release date has been announced for it. Um, they also announced Angels of Death, which is a horror-adventure RPG. Um, this was originally released on PC through Steam in 2016 and is now being ported to Switch for summer of 2018. Um, they also announced some other titles, probably not relevant to most people if they play RPGs. La Mulata 2, PC Summer 2018. Um, Nightcry, which is a horror game, PlayStation Vita in 2018. Um, Flight Action, Vertical Strike, Endless Challenge, Nintendo Switch 2018. 2D Shooter Carol Blaster, Nintendo Switch Summer 2018. Hack and Slash. Croiler Sigma Nintendo Switch 2018. So they are going full on Switch. Um, SMT Liberation DX2 um, is an iOS and Android title that is now taking signups for a closed beta. This looks to be in English. Yes, it is English. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's coming out here. So it originally released in Japan. It looks like garbage too. Yeah, it's free to play. Okay. So, um, yeah, you click on the link in our story. The um, you have to be in the U.S., Canada, Mexico, Brazil, Australia, Singapore, Philippines, or Malaysia. So super narrow window of countries that they are going to do beta in. And the closed beta will last for one week during June. No announcement as to which week that's going to be. Um, so, yeah, it could be good, could be bad, hard to say. No sort of determination whether it's also going to be free to play here, What, how they're going to handle that. Um, Towards the Pantheon is now available on Steam and Itch.io. Um, it, how do I explain this? It's an 8-bit RPG. <laughs> Um, I think you kind of just need to watch the trailer and decide if it's going to be for you. That, that's your description? All yeah. Right. <laughs> I, watch the trailer, Chris. Okay. Uh, how else do you explain this game? I don't know. That looks kind of like how um, Mystic Quest looks. It's like an action RPG little... with farming. Oh, you play as a kitty cat. Or you have a kitty cat in the party. There's a cat. That's the important thing. Very, key. Looks very earthbound. It's an 8-bit RPG. That's, With a that's kitty cat. The, that's the best way that I could describe it. It's got a kitty cat. But the graphics look too good for 8-bit. So, you think this is an 8-bit game? <laughs> oh, and if Josh it, came if... on because he wants to complain about Little Witch Academia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, tell us about Little Witch. Three more stories and then we'll go back. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, Nobody cares. Darkest Dungeon DLC, The Color of Madness, comes out on June 19th, 2018 for PS4, PS Vita, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and and iPad. iPad. Great. Next. No, wait. I did that wrong. The Color of Madness (laughs) comes to Darkest Dungeon for PC, Max, and Linux on June 19th. And PS4, the other ones are later. Vita, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, iPad will all get it, but later. Okay. Next. 
Banner Saga comes to Switch on May 17th, 20... Wait. 2017. 2018. No. <laughs> yeah. The Banner Saga comes the to... Banner Saga is available yeah. now on Switch. Yeah. May 17th already happened. Yes. Two days the ago. Banner Saga 3 is still on track for PC, Max, PS4, Xbox One, oh, yeah. and Switch. July 24th. Next. July 24th. Next. Why are you so pushy? Because <laughs> I want to listen to Josh. Code of Princess is coming out July 31st, 2018 on Switch via Nicholas. Okay. You forgot one more thing. Oh my gosh. The, the NES Classic is coming back on the 29th. What? Of May? Has uh, that, was, that officially, was that officially announced? Because all yeah, I heard was yeah. from Nintendo, because all I heard was leaks. No, that was officially announced. Okay. It was on Nintendo's Twitter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stop spinning your leak. Well, you said leaks. No. <laughs> Wrong leak. Josh? Yes. You wrote an impression for Little Witch Academia. You yes, and I, I did. You and I were squealing and ooing and eeing over this before it came out. Yeah. Tell us about it, please. Okay. Well, I'm probably the only person here that's watched the show it's based on, aren't I? Yep. Yeah. I, yeah, I let's go with yes on that. It's yeah. on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's it's on Netflix. It's a cute little show. They released it last year. Um, I think I've always described it as like anime Harry Potter. It's takes place in a magical academy with lots of young people kind of learning magic. And, this, and there's lots of, you know, like day-to-day hijinks that, that, that you might imagine that occurs. So this game is a you know, uses that license and it's basically like, it's very much done like a lost episode of the show. It's set right in the middle of, there is like an overarching plot to Little Witch Academia. And this is very carefully kind of set to the side of that. But like, it's kind of odd because I, I kind of expected it to be like a cheap cash grab. And it's certainly not that. Like, they put a lot of effort into this show, like, or into this game. It, all of the characters are fully voice acted, even, even like, no-name side characters that you don't even remember from the show. Everyone gets voice acting. It's all done really well. It looks pretty good, quite honestly. I, I You know, like, it certainly does a really good job of recapturing the, uh, recapturing the uh, show, the, the art aesthetic. Um, the problem kind of comes in and, and you know, like, I I think I'm less positive on it now than when I wrote the impression, the impression was kind of based off the first, whatever it was, eight, 10 hours. And I've gotten further into it. And the combat, the combat at at best is just kind of bland. And so, so the game is split into two different parts. You have half of the game where you're, um, where you're exploring the academy and the premise of the game is basically like you accidentally break a clock that controls time and you're reliving the same day over and over again. Oh, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day the game, yes. And so all of the side quests kind of involve there's there's a ridiculous number of side quests and most of them involve um taking advantage of that mechanic since you're playing the game over and over, so it may be a case of like, oh, I need to, you know, oh, there's like an important key that a person finds at 
four o'clock in the afternoon in this room. So I need to go to that room before 4 p.m. so I can find this key before this other person grabs it. Or, you know, like something bad happens to this person, you know, like the whatever, the the bathroom, you know, explodes and they get soaked. And so you have to like, you know, go to go, you know, you have to catch that person earlier in the day to prevent that. So the the side quests are pretty, you know, like it's pretty OK. It's not something that's been done to death. There have been a few games that have played around with the uh, playing the same things over and over again and having side quests that. What, what was it? There was a uh, Radiata stories back on the PS2 that was kind of like that. Lightning Returns had some of those mechanics. Majora's Mask, of course. Mm-hmm. So in this one, do you like do these side quests get a reward, and then the time loop happens, and basically all the improvements in their lives have been undone, and so well, therefore you can't. It's actually a sad game because nothing ever gets fixed. See, that's where the the that's where you can start to tell like it's a lower budget game because sometimes those things seem permanent and sometimes they aren't. Oh, okay. <laughs> like sometimes those quests, once you do them, they're just gone. You know, like uh, you you won't see that anymore. And then there are some quests that you accomplish, and you'll see that like there was one quest I was doing where you had to get like a book for someone, and they just. Sh- they're there every single day looking for that book, even though it shows up in your quest log as being a completed quest. So I, 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 I can't tell totally if that's, you know, like if it's supposed to be, but there are other quests that are just gone once you've completed them. So I don't know if that's a, you know, a error of the uh, design or what, but like so that's half of the game is like exploring and doing side quests and eventually you know you also have some little things that you kind of push the story forward but the other half of the game is a 2 and a half D brawler where you have to go in these dungeons and brawl your way through and that stuff looks good but it doesn't it it, it certainly didn't pick a good week to launch against Dragon's Crown <laughs> from a combat standpoint cuz it's just kind of like slow and stiff in places Mm -hmm. and the the bigger problem is just like how like like especially like last night i've just gotten stuck on this boss that's like all right let me hear let me let me let me build up to that slightly like the combat is okay and you're you're finding a way it's it's certainly not too repetitive or certainly the the enemies aren't surprisingly not that repetitive but it's just it, everything kind of feels slow and sluggish and the mat, you, you know, like you have this ability both to do kind of like regular attacks, like you have light, medium, heavy, just kind of normal brawler attacks. And you also have magic attacks, but, and there's a, you have a, you know, a, a party of three, but you only control one character. You have to pick a leader at the beginning of the, uh, at the beginning of the game or at the beginning of that dungeon run, I should say. And you can't swap between, even though you have like two other people in your party, you can't swap between them. So you're just kind of stuck. You have to pick the one character and they all do play differently, but it really stinks that you can't just at least swap between the other two characters in your party. Like you can, I've even had that situation where I kind of got stuck where there was a uh, puzzle at the end of this dungeon where you had to use like uh what was it? You had to use ice spells to make a flower bloom so you could get 
to the final boss, and I was just stuck because I didn't have any ice spells on the main character. <laughs> so I had to go, you know, I had to leave and then do the whole dungeon all over again just to fix that. And then uh, last night, like the boss battles up to this point have been pretty impressive visually anyway, even though they haven't been terribly difficult. Like you have these gigantic, really colorful, um, really colorful things to take on. But um, there was this one last night where it was just, it's repetitive and slow and boring, but there's also no threat. Like it keeps attacking me and it goes into this loop where there are these things that it does where I can't attack it. You know, there's only this like limited, um, at least as far as I've been able to figure out, there's only this one little zone of its actions where I can actually attack it. And it only, you know, comes close enough so that you can attack it every once in a while. Most of the time it's, like off in the distance shooting ice balls at you and you can't do anything. You just got to avoid them and they don't do enough damage to actually kill you, but I'm just stuck waiting for like two or three minutes as it cycles through to finally come back around so I can go and do a little bit of damage to it (laughs) and then have to sit and sit through that all over again. It's just one of those where you're just wondering how, who on earth thought this was, you know, fun. (laughs) So what you're telling me is that Wheels is going to like this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay, good. Good good to clear that up. All right. Should I just watch the anime instead? Yes, you should just watch the anime instead. The same like, plot? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, like I said, I think it's impressive how, how good a job they did at, like, capturing the aesthetic of the anime. And they, you know, like they didn't cheap out. They, they, they completely voice acted the thing. It feels like an episode of the anime, but the combat is just not great. And it's getting, it's getting worse as it goes along. I mean, I I posted a short video last night where the, the AI is really kind of starting to show that it's not up to the thing up, up to snuff. Like I posted the video on Twitter where it was just they, they, the uh, AI helpers would just get stuck in a loop where they were just wandering back and forth incessantly was, <laughs> rather than actually doing anything. I was wondering why they were kind of walking around in circles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Were they just walking back and forth? Yeah. I don't know why they did that. The AI is not the best, unfortunately. It's sad. It's like it's it's this game is like really close to being being good and being entertaining, but it's uh, unfortunately it's like something that you couldn't really recommend unless unless you're just already a fan of the show. Like it's a it's a neat piece of uh, fan service for fans of the show, but it's not. I, I don't, I'm not sure that it holds up in a way that people who aren't already fans are going to really enjoy it. Fan service. Yeah. All right. So it's in other sad. words, it's an anime game. Yeah. Yep, That's pretty bad. much. It's a shame. Uh, Little Witch Academia, everybody. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, go go read the 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 giant uh, fire <laughs> emblem thing that me and Cassandra wrote instead. That that would be more entertaining, I think. <laughs> we talked about that. Oh, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's uh yeah I was reading through that 
disagreeing with you. Well, not you. <laughs> Mostly Cassandra. She really likes Shadows of Valentia, and I'm like, no. I like Shadows of Valentia. No. Chris did not like Shadows of Valentia. Some of that I'm depends mad. on. I think that some of that depends on like what you uh, value in Fire Emblem. Like if you really like the combat, like I could see someone really liking Fates if they really like the combats because some of the, you know, Fates or especially the Nor uh, Conquest arc of Fates had like the best combat I think, of any of the games. I think but what I, didn't I like really care about the story in those games. I so. think I like the whole package and that the GameCube games did that in a way that these haven't. Yeah. Well, you won't get any argument from me. Those are all. Those are definitely my favorites. The Tellius games. But I want. I want yeah. the portable in HD. So I want Switch well, Tellius games. I mean, games. there's a lot of rumors that they're going to remake the GameCube games. Oh, really? Okay. That would be nice, because um, the Wii one is pretty hard to find now. I guess it's a GameCube game and a Wii game, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Path of Radiance have... and Radiant Dawn. Yep, but they had the cool feature where you could carry over your uh, all your stats from the GameCube game over into the Wii if you had the, uh, you know, like you just moved them over on the memory card. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I didn't get to do that because I played it on GameCube and then I played the uh, Radiant Dawn on Wii U, so. <laughs> Sucker. Yeah, well. I wonder if you could make that work somehow. Nope. How would you do that? I- I'm sure you transferred I could have, into like, the found Wii, a Wii, and then you'd need to then, do the Wii transfer thing. Yeah, like an or an SD card, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't worth that much effort. <laughs> Probably get better stats by just leveling them fresh. <laughs> All right. Ooh, we have some feedback. Um, do I have? I have phone calls. Yep. People wanted me to play. Yep. Uh, Anna, can you go through the text things while I get the phone calls ready? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, well, Josh left feedback and said, Man, Yakuza creates some of the best stories to tell other people about. A couple nights ago, I recruited a professional baseball player to my team by catching a tasty octopus in the spearfishing game. I guess he was compelled by the power of great seafood? That series is so delightfully crazy and fun. Oh. Can you sound less genuine? <laughs> Apparently my Josh impression's really bad. Sarcastic. <laughs> Not enough southern accent. I don't do Yeah, American you did southern. you did you replace southern accents with southern accents with sarcasm. Oh. Sorry. But I think everyone enjoyed it, so you're good. <laughs> Stop playing with the pen, cat. Uh Shaman says can confirm Dragon Quest Switch, Dragon Quest 10 on Switch is IP locked in Japan. To Japan. Aww. So, Aww. yeah. Sorry. Cannot play if not in Japan. Um, Strawberry Eggs says, because, I can't believe I made this mistake. Strawberry Eggs says, because I'm terribly pedantic, Densetsu means legend in Japanese. Gaiden is the term for side story. My bad. So you're saying they're all Legend of Mana? Oh, wait. No, it would be... See, then, then... I don't know what's going on. Ninja anymore. Gaiden. No, but what about Secret of Mana Densetsu? Or what's the third one name? 
I don't know anymore. The, the, the series is called Seiken Densetsu. Seiken Densetsu. Yeah. Yes. So is it Legend of Mana? Well, I don't know what Seiken stands for. So stands for. I don't know what it means. I'm sure Vaughn and I'm hoping the stream will I'm, say. I'm hoping it's Legend of Side Story. No. That, that's what I'm going for. Guide in a side Legend, story. Legend of Side Story. Oh, someone needs to make a Densetsu Gaiden game. Densetsu that way, Gaiden. That's that. that sounds that good, it's... actually. Yeah. <laughs> Densetsu that colon way, Gaiden. Legend, Legend of Side Story. Oh, so uh, Gaiden no Densetsu. <laughs> Can't be any worse than Legend of Legacy. Legend of the Sacred Sword. Yep, that's true, Vaughn. All right. Oh, that's what Se Seiken means. Okay, thank you, Vaughn. Yeah, Seiken Ditsetsu. <laughs> it's really... All right. <laughs> he, so then uh, what was Legend of Mana? He corrects my um, Japanese all, all the time. I bought some sushi rice so that I can make onigiri, mm -hmm. and I kept pronouncing it onigiri, oh. and he was griping at me in and the then, store. And then you threw something at him? I no. Because he would deserve it? No, he okay. just is very pedantic about my Japanese pronunciation. You do even... this to me all the time, Chris. I don't yeah. know why you think that... Because you do throw things at me, and I deserve it. What? I don't throw things at you. Sometimes you do. You throw things at me. <sighs> Only when you deserve it. That, that's what I'm saying! <laughs> One is a rice bowl, the other is cutting your big brother in half. So yeah, that is a bit of a difference oh. there. Oh, you said it like Oni-san. Oh, okay, yeah. All right. Oni-san. I, I like your one, Kelly. All right. <laughs> Do we have any more feedback, Santa, or are we ready for voicemails? Voicemails. All right. So give me a second. This might not work immediately, so it's been a while since I did this. Well, that definitely didn't work, right? Because it was not even playing out the thing. Come on. Through the headphones, please. Thank you. You can do this. Yeah. Can you? Okay. No. <laughs> Hello. Poor Chris. Why doesn't anything work for me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard that. Oh. Yeah, well, I heard it. Okay. Oh, let's try that again. <sighs> Live podcast, folks. <laughs> I just have a button pressed wrong. What button's pressed wrong? I don't know. All of them. All of them? <laughs> Line in. Do I have the line in? Am I hooked to the right thing? Let's check that. No. I have the wrong cable plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's not working. <laughs> Let's try that again. Alright. This might be loud for a second. 
Hello, everybody. It's Budai. I just wanted to call and say congratulations on the new site. It's amazing, uh, even more than I even hoped for. So, And uh, just on me, I, I beat Nino Kimi 2, and I, I started God of War. I, usually not my type of game, but now that I've played it, it's kind of Zelda-like, and the combat kind of reminds me of Dark Souls. Um, all right. Thank you all. Bye. Nice. Thank you for the compliment about the site. I'm glad you like it. Or as Google's voicemail transcription called it, um, they he liked the new sock. <laughs> it's important to like our socks. All right. So week. is the new God of War the Dark Souls of God of War? No! You beat, yes. no. You beat me no. to it. No. I think you're right. I hate you all. all right. Next. Hey, RPG Cast. Congrats on the new site. But I'm curious, when are your new podcasts going to start? Like Chris Privateer's Schmuck Cast, uh, Kathy, uh, Anna, and uh, I guess her name's Kathy, her, the Moy Cast, Anna, um, no, Alice, and uh, the others for the MOBA Cast. It, as well as the uh, giant robot cast. Later Ooh, on. Alice and the, everyone for a giant robot cast. Yes. Let's do that. Mecha cast. By the so way, I I guess... like, your name is Kasi now, by the way, just so you know. I was going to say, I guess that's my new name now. That's pretty good. Uh, so, Kathy, when are we going to have our new cast? Moe cast? <laughs> um, I don't know. When, when are you available? What do we call it? Half naked girls. Moe cast. Um, we'll, we'll call it band on steam. Band on steam. Thank you. I was just gonna go. There. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's the one. Oh band God. on steam. I'm dead. Thank you, Draconis. I'm right. just gonna lie down and die <laughs> You know, great, steam. great minds, Chris. Band on great steam. Minds. The podcast. Ah. <sighs> <sighs> All right, we have some new releases coming up. Um, most of them are already out. Stardew Valley, we talked about a little earlier. Uh, the Elder Scrolls Online Summer Set, new expansion for Elder Scrolls Online. That's out in two days. Dark Souls not Remake. Not dead yet. Huh? Not dead yet? <laughs> not dead yet. No, it's it's doing quite well, apparently. So. Is it still pay? Yeah. Like 15? Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, think, I think it's, um, isn't it a free-to-play, but you have to buy? Is it free to start? No, I like think Guild Wars. I think it is. Yeah, I think it's more like Guild Wars, but no, oh, now it's buy to play. Look. Yeah, but it's hard okay. to get payment info about MMOs from websites. So give me a second. <laughs> uh, ba 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 ba. I think you just buy it and go. Okay, but I wasn't sure if it was still a monthly subscription one. I or think not. there's like subscription if you want like in-game currencies and stuff. So okay. one of those. So you can buy crowns to do stuff in game. So if you don't do that, you just go, and you can yeah. You need in game yeah for all the uh, specialty items. So you can either buy that in game or pay for a subscription and get an allotment of crowns every month. So I see. Okay, and then Dark Souls Remastered. Um, that is out. When is that out? That's out soon. No. Like this yes, week, right? Except the Switch. Except the Switch. Oh, it got delayed on Switch, right. But Windows, mm -hmm. PS4, and Xbox. Um, or it didn't get delayed. It was always going to be later on Switch. No, it was supposed to come out on the Switch on the same uh, time. All right, fine. And then Detroit Become Human coming out this week, Anna. Yeah, do I have time to play that right now? You have to play a PS4 game for once. Do I have time That's to so play weird that for right you. Now. Yeah. 
And also already out is Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition on the Switch. Which somebody highlighted. I don't know why. There we go. <laughs> they made it very big. <laughs> They're like, it's Hyrule Warriors! Kelly, was that you? It, it could have been. Cause... <laughs> You're like, Hyrule Warriors! I, I do I do mess up the spreadsheet from time to time. You just you're on your muso kick. <sighs> All right. I never realized how good muso games were there you until go. now. Uh, I think most of the internet hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a show, everybody. Thanks for joining at the last minute, Josh. Thank you, Kelly. Yeah. Thank you, um, Anna Marie. Thank you. Um, while you guys go and uh, fill, yeah, while you two. <laughs> record your moe cast and josh and i go get the the giant robocast ready um for anna uh, for, for alice's return um i will remind you to subscribe to the show on itunes that doesn't mean paying money that means clicking it so it automatically comes to you every week let me know if you have issues downloading the podcast because we changed the back end of the podcast thing completely and i'm expecting problems and we will gradually work them out but it's saving us tons of money so it's worth dealing with the problems in my in my mind tell me if i'm wrong though because you're the listener and what you think is what ultimately matters you can email us at podcasterrpgamer.com you can call or text us at 608-729-4098 or you can leave feedback on the on the post now for the show you don't need a show thread anymore you just you leave a comment on the site so yay no more post threads and trying to find it just Go find the the podcast entry on the on the website. We got a nice big menu that says podcasts. You find RPG cast in there. Comment on the episode and let us know what you think. Do we have a question for the mana? I don't think so, right? Um, we're not at our E three show yet, so we can't say E three. What are you getting on May twenty fifth? Yeah, what are you getting? On, <laughs> oh, what are the options? What are the oh, options? No, it's just there are so many things that are coming out. How? No, here's... No, tell me what the... I want a list of all the games. There's like a bunch of things. No, no, how about this? How When there's multiple things coming out at the same time, how do you pick which one to buy? I want to know. That That's a good question. I things that, <laughs> things that come to mind here for this week are Dark Souls Remastered, Detroit Become Human, and... Um, well, those are probably enough, right? Dylan's Deadbeat Breakers on the 3DS. Obviously competing with those two, right? So, yeah, there's our question of the week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I call those moments Gamageddon's when Gamageddon. a bunch of stuff comes on comes out this at once. This is not a Gamageddon this week, Anna. I don't... Whoever's... Kelly... <laughs> I like the fact that Kelly and I both put the same show title in the show title suggestions. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> People see which one gets chosen. <laughs> Uh, Bloodstained is that coming out this week? Is that new Castlevania thing coming out this week? I I don't think so. I think that's still being worked on. Uh, d- d- didn't they? Two days ago, it a... says coming in May. Didn't May twenty fifth. A... Yes, yes, well, it's yeah, coming. They, they announced a spinoff called like Bloodstained Circle of the something that was going to be oh, like, that's a what GBA it is. Game. It's the side-scrolling two D game that's coming out this week. Yeah. Oh, uh, or the next week or whatever. May 25th. Yeah. So that's that's another option for you. <laughs> Besides Dark Souls and Detroit Become Human. Um, and then anything else on May 25th? Uh, did I miss? Seven Scarlet on the Vita. And Sudden Strike 4 European Battlefields Edition on Xbox One. 
there's this is not a game again game again guys <laughs> detroit if you want an adventure game dark souls if you want to replay dark souls though detroit See, I... is the dark souls of um adventure games no so. <laughs> <laughs> See, i need to check my pre-orders i think at some point that uh sega genesis collection for the ps4 is coming out at the end of may too and i know that i have that pre-ordered and want to give that a play yeah, I'm not seeing that on the, the sites I'm using, but let me find it. Sega Mega Drive Classics, May 29th. Yes. 29th. Fallen Legion on the Switch. Harvest Moon on the 29th. Yeah, the 29th Ooh. is bigger, but that's next That's next week, so we'll talk about yeah, that that's next show. Week after so next, yeah. We'll talk about the 29th. That, that'll that be more like a, a, an Ageddon. But the 25th, I'm not calling that a game Ageddon. Uh, nah. Mm-mm. Yeah. <sighs> so in preparation for next week's or next next week's game again tell us this week how you prepare for a game again and then uh, people will know how to pick when the games actually come out all right well we'll see you next week everyone thanks for listening listen to us live every week um you know except for the weeks that we don't broadcast because there's a wedding or something at twitch.tv slash rpgamer <sighs> and i think that's it what are we three weeks in the new site yeah all right i'm excited still yeah <laughs> we'll see you next time bye everybody bye-bye. later bye-bye, bye-bye. bye-bye.